0: Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. This is your host, Michael Clark, and I am joined today by a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy? Hi. Remember, speak right into the mic. Hi, um... He's chewing Skittles, in case you didn't know. What's your name?
1: My name is Adam. Adam? Shane.
0: Adam Shane Clark, okay. Okay. And uh, what is what is your relation to me?
1: Well, I guess I can tell you now. Before okay, okay, we start. Yep. But as you know, he's my daddy.
0: That's right. You're my son. And Adam, how old are you? Five. Okay, so Adam, um, I'm gonna mute you while you finish your Skittles, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and start with the rumor mill, but. Adam is a young man that loves football and has been wanting to be on the podcast for quite some time. And so I figured today was a good day. We're coming down the home stretch, different things to consider. And so, Adam Shane, are you ready to get started? Here we go. Yes. A contingent of Cardinals coaches, including new head coach Jonathan Gannon, joined with G.M. Monty Austin Ford, were in Norman, Oklahoma Saturday when the school unveiled a statue of Kyler Murray. Adam, what do you think about that, bud?
1: Well, it was, um, pretty good. It's
0: pretty good, yeah. Okay, so I'll give my comments. Adam, don't don't try to mess with any of that. Just, just stay like it is, okay? Um, he's trying to adjust the microphone, and that might end poorly, so, um... The thing about the coaches and GM going to this is it kind of makes me believe that either, A, they're putting up a good front and trying to make us believe that Kyler Murray is still the guy, or, B, that he is still the guy. There's really no in-between. Right, Adam? Right. Yeah. So, Adam, the next rumor that I have is that Nick Bosa, this also has to do with the Arizona Cardinals, okay? Hey. Nick Bosa star defensive end on your daddy's fantasy football team, by the way,
1: Kay.
0: he said to former Cardinals general manager, Steve Keim, he said, I think you guys are probably going to take that little quarterback, Kyler Murray, and if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. What do you I, think about that?
1: Well, it's a uh, pretty uh, bad talk because if he's going to haunt um, people for the rest of his life, it's... Um, not going to go well.
0: That is an astute observation. So what I what I take from this is they should have listened to him um, because Nick Bosa has currently shown himself to be the better player between him and Kyler Murray. He has definitely been more valuable to the San Francisco 49ers right. than Kyler Murray has been uh, to the Cardinals. Right. And so um, let's go to the next rumor, which is that Elon Musk gave Patrick Mahomes his blue check mark back. Adam, what do you think about that on Twitter?
1: That is the, uh, pretty good.
0: It's pretty good. Cool, cool. Well, the next rumor is that Micah Hyde is itching to get back out there after a 2022 neck injury prematurely ended his season. And okay. that was where Damar Hamlin really got to be able to come out and play. And, of course, everybody knows what happened to Damar Hamlin. It was an unfortunate situation with him getting hurt on Monday Night Football, but he's been also recently cleared for full contact. And so, Adam, do you think Micah Hyde will have a Pro Bowl season this year?
1: Um, maybe not if another neck injury, but,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. I would say so. It's
0: a brilliant idea. The next rumor is that there's uncertainty over Javante Williams' recovery from an ACL tear, and it could result in the Denver Broncos drafting another running back, despite signing... Samaj P. Ryan. Now, Adam, your Aunt Momo is gonna be listening to this podcast. What would you like to tell Aunt Momo about that rumor that her running back for the Broncos may not play and that they might draft another one?
1: That um is really sad because I can't tell you how much I love the Steelers and the Broncos and maybe Alabamas, but that's really sad.
0: It is. It is. For us. The next rumor is that there are currently teams calling the Tennessee Titans about quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Does Ryan Tannehill get traded, Adam, yes or no?
1: I really can't answer that because I don't know, but I'm going to say yes. Uh,
0: Brilliant, brilliant. I think that Tannehill needs to be. Uh, they, that he needs to be traded. But I don't know what team out there would trade for him. Right. Now, the next rumor is that the Raiders are open to a quarterback competition. Okay. So they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, you know Jimmy G. hmm And now they're talking that there's basically an understanding that they might be willing to just draft a rookie quarterback and Kay. have a competition. Your thoughts?
1: Well, <laughs> they might be trading... I don't know, and someone that that wants to be traded.
0: That could happen. That could happen. Well, Giants running back Saquon Barkley on his contract negotiations that have seemingly stalled stated, whatever happens, happens. Does Saquon Barkley get signed, yes or no? I'm
1: going to say yes. Okay. Okay,
0: well, that leads us to our next rumor, which is Will Levis. They can hear that, so don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Will Levis is currently projected to be a top three pick. Do you agree with that yes or no?
1: I'm going to say
0: yes. Okay. At some point, you need to say no. Just find a time. Deal? Um, Right now, it's just... It just keeps saying yes. So the Seattle Seahawks are interested in quarterback Anthony Richardson. Adam, do you think that Anthony Richardson will get signed, or drafted I should say, by the Seattle Seahawks? No. No? Hmm. Tell me why.
1: Well, there is some changes about drafts year by Uh year. Yeah. And... I'm just saying no because there's um um a thing about drafting. Right? It changed a lot this year.
0: Okay, tell tell us some of the ways that it changed this year.
1: Changes from time to time, so I'm just going to tell you one okay. one or two things. Okay. Um there's Time to time, they keep changing teams.
0: As far as who picks where? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That does happen every year. That changes, yes.
1: And other people just stay on the same team and uh, draft, draft their names.
0: Okay, so moving on to the next rumor then. That is an astute observation. The Pittsburgh Steelers are rumored to not only be trying to trade up At number nine or number 11 with either the Bears or the Titans. But they're rumored to be trying to do that to select an offensive tackle. And do you know what two names were mentioned? My number one and two tackles, Adam. Paris Johnson Jr. from The Ohio State University. And then Broderick Jones from the Georgia Bulldogs, your Uncle Tater's favorite team. What do you think the chances are that the Steelers are able to, number one, get a trade and move up, and then, number two, be able to take an offensive tackle?
1: Um, I don't really know about anything about that because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you this now. Okay. It's my first time on this podcast. Right. And yes. They're, I'm just nervous, Okay. You're good, man.
0: Hey, you just tell us what you know. It's all right.
1: I'll tell you that for free.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, the next rumor is that the Kansas City Chiefs would like to trade up. They're currently picking at the last slot of the first round, and they're wanting to move all the way up to either get Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama or Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. So, Adam, who should they draft if they trade up? I'm gonna say Flowers. Flowers. Do you have any reason why or just
1: I do have a good reason why and I'm gonna tell you this now. Okay. As I mentioned as I mentioned earlier, I do like Alabama. Yes. And I want that running back to stay
0: at Alabama
1: for like two or three seasons.
0: Okay, again. well, Unfortunately, buddy, he, he did declare for the draft. So how that works, right. and this is good for those of you at home that may not know this yet either. When you declare for the draft, um, that's it for him, basically, if I understand correctly. Uh, somebody, if I'm wrong, email me at goatversusgoat at gmail.com. Uh, but I can understand why you'd want Jameer Gibbs to continue to be there. He was a good running back this past season. Yeah. Okay, well, the uh, next rumor... Is that draft night one will be insane. The first round is going to be insane. What are your thoughts on that? you think it's going to be insane?
1: I'm going to say maybe on that.
0: Maybe. I, I would concur. I would concur. The next rumor is that there are currently crickets sounding off on a Trey Lance trade. Uh, that nobody is really calling the 49ers to trade for Trey Lance. And so there's not much buzz Adam, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, that's uh, something that uh, doesn't get my mind on a lot of thoughts. So I'm just going to say this now and just forget it. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay.
0: Well, there are also a bunch of rumors about players that will be traded during the draft. Was Aaron Rodgers going to be on that list prior to the trade that happened 20 minutes ago with the New York Jets? Is Dalvin Cook on that list? Is Trey Lance on that list? Is DeAndre Hopkins on that list? There, There's a lot of stuff happening right now, Adam, a lot of moving pieces that I think we need to be considering. Right. Okay. The next uh, rumor is that C.J. Stroud is not a lock currently to go in the top seven. What do you think about that?
1: C.J. Stroud really is a good player mm-hmm. in the team. But he is sort of really bad at a lot of times.
0: That is true, and in fact, there's a test that all these players take, and he scored the lowest at eighteen percent. So that's that's not great. Nope. And so that could be a fir- that could be um, affecting his draft stock there. Okay. Right. Next rumor: the Texans are probably le- passing on a quarterback and. Las Vegas Raiders are now, as of today, stating that they're not a lock either to necessarily take a quarterback, but they might take a cornerback. What do you think, Adam? What do you think about that?
1: Well, there are some t- changes about my answers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say maybe
0: not. Okay, okay. Well, that brings us to the biggest topic of today before we get into our mock draft, and that is the Aaron Rodgers trade. Right. Adam. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Played for the Green Bay Packers, okay? Okay. He's been traded to the New York Jets.
1: Right, right.
0: And here's the compensation. You know what the word compensation means? No. It means like this is what they got for him. Okay. So, trade compensation. Jets get Aaron Rodgers, the 15th overall pick in this year's draft, and a 2023 fifth-round pick, number 170 overall. The Packers traded all of that to the Jets. Here's what the Jets traded to the Packers. Pick number 13. So those of you listening at home, it's basically a pick swap in the first round. A 2023 second-round pick, which is pick number 42. A sixth-round pick, number 207. And a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Adam, give me your stellar analysis on this before I dive in.
1: Well, there is a lot of um, things that um, discount me, so I'm going to say this for free before we dive in to our mock draft together. But uh, there's going to be... Okay. Okay. It's good. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, cool. Cool. Uh. Here's something that's interesting. Um. The the Jets overpaid, is is my assessment. Right. And the Jets overpaid because they could have taken this package and called the Arizona Cardinals. Right. And traded up and gotten a quarterback in this year's draft that they would have right. had five years of control over. They would have had the right. ability to probably keep their second-round pick next year that could become a first-round pick. Right. Um, I, I think they definitely, right. they'd be okay. But here's, right. here's what I know. There's an injury clause in this. You know what an injury clause is, buddy? No. Okay. So an injury clause is that Aaron Rodgers has to play at least 65%
1: right.
0: of the, the NFL season. Right. Essentially. So if there are plays on the field, he's got to play at least 65% of them. Right. I have pulled up Aaron Rodgers' injury history.
1: Are you right. ready? Mm-hmm.
0: In 2006, he had a foot fracture. He was placed on IR after suffering that fracture, and he missed the rest of the season. In 2010, he had a cranial concussion. He didn't miss a game. He had another concussion in December, and he missed one game because it was his second concussion of the 2010 season. He had a shoulder fracture, and he missed seven games in 2013, but he went three years basically without being injured. Right. uh, After playing four years without being injured uh, in 2006 to 2010. Then he got hurt again in 2014. He had a slight tear in his calf, but didn't really miss any time with that. In 2016, he had a leg calf strain, but his injury wasn't considered serious. And then in 2017, he had a shoulder fracture again. He returned for one game but sat out the final two weeks. He had a concussion in 2018. Um, he never returned to the game on that occasion, but doesn't look like he missed any more time. He had, in 2018, uh, a knee cartilage or a knee sprain, an MCL sprain. And then right. in 2021, so he went three years. Three years.
1: Three years. And he
0: still played through these last three injuries. Right. In 2021, he had a little bit of a toe fracture. Uh, his pinky toe during uh, a ramp-up exercise as he worked toward gaining medical clearance to play in the Packers Week 10. Right. Injury lingered throughout the season, uh, and he still played. Then he right. had a hand-thumb fracture. Uh, he played through the injury, and surgery was possible in the offseason. I haven't heard whether he had surgery or not. Then he right. had a chest injury, a rib bruise, and he returned for Week 13. Adam. Go ahead. The Jets essentially traded two first-round picks. Now, they the second pick is, is a wash because they, they did a pick swap this year, but they traded two spots down. They trade a first-rounder essentially next year. Right. And according to draftsharks.com, who is a fantasy football site, I believe, they're giving you information about Aaron Rodgers as whether or not you should draft him. And his chance of injury in 2023 is he has a 14% chance of missing at least two quarters. Right. So he's going to play over 65% okay. of the season, right?
1: Right. And
0: that means that the Jets are going to have to give up another first-round pick. Right. So I I don't like the deal. Um, I think that the Jets overpaid. I think they should have – and I, I know I've been on the podcast, guys, talking about Anthony Richardson not being a great fit.
1: Right. I know I've talked
0: about – but if, if C.J. Stroud is there at three, why would you not do that? Why would you go after Aaron Rodgers, who he can't play – he can't play for right. Oh man, he can't play forever. Right. He's gonna have to sit out at some point and retire. Right.
1: For um, maybe a couple of days and then go back to.
0: Maybe he could. I. You know. We'll see what happens. Tom Brady played till he was ninety. So, you know.
1: Ninety is an old age.
0: It is. And I was. I was kind of kidding though. He only played till he was forty-five. But still, that's a long time as a quarterback. Right. So. Adam, today we're going to be doing the NFC and AFC South. And I'm going to tell you the mock drafts, and I'm going to ask for your analysis, and I'll give mine. Now, keep in mind, if you're at home and you're thinking, okay, here we go again. I only picked until pick 150, and then the, the computer take, took all the rest of the picks for me, okay? Right. So, in round one, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Derek Hall, an edge player. Out of Auburn, what do you think about Derek Hall? You think he's going to be a good player in the NFL?
1: Well, yeah. There's some choices that he might.
0: Some chances that he might. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think the reason you do this is Shaquille Barrett's thirty years old. You have to replace that edge at some point. He can't play forever. Right. I think Derek Hall was one of the best players still on the board as far as rankings were concerned, according to the TDN standards. And I I know I've been on record as saying I don't agree with TDN on their top ten, but I think Derrick Hall fits what the Buccaneers like to do very well. Right. In round two, at pick number 51, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle of Tennessee. And I think Monica and I, we debated about this at one point. You you book in those tackles. You know, you, you put two tackles on both sides, one each, that is going to protect whatever quarterback suits up. And there is a chance that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could draft a quarterback next year. There's a chance that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could somehow be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. There is a chance that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could trade for a Matthew Stafford or get a Tom Brady-type player again in tr- you know trading for an older quarterback that will play for them for a few seasons. Right. All of that is possible Right. And so I think you, you've you got to get the tackles. Left. Tristan Wurst is amazing. Right. Get Darnell right and you'll be all right. right. So, at number 83, my last pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they selected Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse. They lost some of their players uh, during this offseason. Of course, Tom Brady was the most notable, but a cornerback also left, I believe. And they're going to have to replace that. Their defense has really been what has, you know, driven them the last couple of seasons. Right. And so we need to think about that. Adam, of the picks that I made, what was your favorite? Derek Hall, Darnell Wright, or Garrett Williams?
1: Garrett Williams.
0: Garrett Williams? Okay. So Garrett Williams. It's Garrett Williams. Um, But that's okay. (laughs) You you must have misheard me, buddy. I know. (laughs) All right. Well, at pick number 155, they took Zach Evans, a running back out of Ole Miss. That's a typical thing for a team to do. You take a flyer on a guy. I was kind of surprised Zach Evans lasted that long. I thought he'd be drafted a little higher. Um, But he he was only drafted five picks after I was done, so I guess I I just didn't see it. At number 177, Daniel Scott, a safety from California. At 181, Jake Andrews, an interior offensive lineman out of Troy. At 183, Dorian Williams, a linebacker out of Tulane. And at 198, Dorian Thompson Robinson, a quarterback out of UCLA. Interesting. And then 254, Rakeem Jarrett, a wide receiver out of Maryland. So, Adam, do you think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a good draft if, if this is what happened for them?
1: Yes, but there is a – yes. Okay.
0: Well, we move on to the Atlanta Falcons then, and the Falcons dip into the Georgia cookie jar twice for their first two picks. They take Jalen Carter at number eight interior defensive lineman, what many have called the best player in this draft. At number 45, they take Christopher Smith the 2nd, a safety out of Georgia. Adam, what are your thoughts about those two picks?
1: There would be um a um, uh, a big change about my answers, but um I'm going to say yes.
0: Okay. I I know this might sound strange because um they, they drafted a safety a couple seasons ago, and then they go out and they sign Jesse Bates. But I just have this feeling that the safety that they took a couple of years ago, and his name is escaping me right now. I'm going to have to look it up while I'm talking about it. But I feel like when you go out and you sign a safety like Jesse Bates, you're essentially saying that you don't feel like you have that player already on your team. And knowing that about the Tampa Bay – Buccaneers roster, that their safeties have really been a big driving force, uh, force, I think you're trying to do the same thing if you're in Atlanta. You're you're trying to imitate what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done, because they've been the most successful the last couple of seasons, and so if it were me, though you have been able to take Richie Grant over the last you know three seasons ago, and he had a pretty decent season last year, 122 tackles. I think Christopher Smith could come in and and kind of help be all over that field, and Jalen Carter just—it's Jalen Carter at round three. I took Colby Wooden, an edge player out of Auburn. Adam, what do we think about Colby Wooden? You can't use that mic. It's that mic. You gotta—you can't can't switch seats midway through the podcast. Go to that mic.
1: There's um things that. Uh,
0: uh-huh
1: change my answers and uh I'm not gonna say anything for now I'm just gonna tell you this okay I like to play a lot of times in my backyard this right. thing like I feel like I have to okay and this this is going to be 22. On one, because there's something that concerns me about the answer, so I'm going to say yes.
0: Okay, yeah, that that is an interesting take. Uh, I think, again, the defense is one of the biggest problems for Atlanta. If you're truly going to ride it out with Desmond Ritter, uh, Kyle Pitts has to have a good season this year. Uh, Drake London's got to show out. And you could even argue that you need to to add a few more pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And the – the mock draft simulator for me tried to do some of that later rounds but once you get past 150 like we talked about if if NFL owners are looking at that and saying you know what it's kind of a toss up why should i believe why should i believe that you're guaranteed to find a tom brady or an antonio brown you're not and so you have to be careful with just always assuming that past pick 150 you're going to find some talented players
1: right right
0: at pick number 111 I have them taking a the cornerback Jacorian Bennett they did trade for Jeff Okuda and they still have the uh AJ Terrell uh cornerback from Clemson a couple seasons ago that they drafted so there's a chance that they've got a pretty good lockdown secondary now and you need that in a division where you play Mike Evans Chris Olave, uh Chris Godwin and even Michael Thomas and Rasheed Shaheed, among other tight end prospects, you've got to have some players that are available to you to stop those from getting the ball. So uh, Garrett Williams, uh, not Garrett Williams, excuse me, the Garrett Williams went to the, um, oh, man, he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sorry. I've got the TV on and his name popped up. Jacorian Bennett, cornerback out of Maryland, went at 111. At pick number 114, I have them taking Emil Ekior are Ekior, uh, interior offensive lineman from Alabama, and that's to continue to try to help their offensive line. Adam, do you like that pick?
1: I like that pick. Because um, he
0: went to Alabama, right? Right. Yeah. And that number... A, go ahead.
1: There's a lot of mentions about yeah. Yeah. my teams, and yeah. a, I like a lot of teams, but the teams that... We don't know the players that we don't like. There's yep. um, a few passages that I'm going to go after Okay, he's done.
0: Cool. By the way, it was just reported Aaron Rodgers will be wearing number 8 with the New York Jets. He will not be going with number 12 despite getting Joe Namath's uh, approval. So he will go back to his college number at Cal and wear number 8. Speaking of picks and numbers, at pick number 161, Grant DuBose, wide receiver out of Charlotte. Th- throw some darts at the boards to if they stick. Uh, 226, they take Dwayne McBride, a running back out of UAB. And 227, they take Dural Nanchami, a linebacker out of Maryland. Adam, do you think the Atlanta Falcons had a good draft?
1: Yes, no, I'm going to go through one passage. Mm-hmm. And then after Houston, I'll go through another. But the first one is the arrival of the Steelers. And I'm going to say this now and quickly. Okay. The Ravens that's a passage we're not going through. Yep.
0: That is a very astute observation and when I when I cover the AFC and NFC North tomorrow, I'll be sure to talk about the Ravens and the Steelers a little bit for you. The Carolina Panthers have the number 1 pick in this year's draft and that's about it. Uh, they have six picks total. They have three picks in the top 100, and all of their picks are before 150, so I selected each of these players for the Carolina Panthers. We start off with number one quarterback from Alabama, Bryce Young. If you believe in the rumors, and I, I do, then C.J. Stroud has fallen out of favor, and he will not be the first quarterback selected, which means that it's Bryce Young. Did they trade up all of that capital, and justifiably so, to get Bryce Young? Maybe. If Bryce Young works out, then you know that it's going to be a good thing that they gave up all of that capital. If Bryce Young is a good-to-not-great uh, quarterback, or a not-great-to-good quarterback, I should say, then you really could have stayed put where you were and, and selected Hendon Hooker and gotten the, the criticisms on draft day, but you could have at least been able to – have something to show for it by having extra picks in this year and next year's draft. However, they wanted to make a splash. They want to go get Bryce Young, so we'll give it to them. Adam, do you like the selection of Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama?
1: Yes, no, I'm going to go through this next passage.
0: Okay, next passage? Bengals. Okay, okay. What about the Bengals? We're talking about the Panthers.
1: There's some things that we don't like about the Bengals, like Bad playing and a lot of things.
0: All right. Well, I should have just scheduled you to be on the NFC and AFC North podcast. That that was my bad. Uh, but Panthers are what we're talking about right now. So, what do you think about Bryce Young going to the Carolina Panthers at number one overall?
1: There's a lot going on with me. We know. But mm-hmm.
0: okay. At number forty, I have them taking Keon White, an edge player out of Georgia Tech. Their defense is something that there's not a whole lot that they have to fix, but if you can plug holes anyway, why not? And you have some players that if they pan out, you don't have to worry about re-signing guys at a steeper price. And so I think the NFL has really kind of embraced the mindset of we're not going to be able to keep everybody, and so let's do what we can and uh, replace the players that are on their way out. At pick number 94, I have them taking a running back out of Texas, Roshan Johnson. I don't buy the hype in Miles Sanders. His best season was last year, and it was abysmal at best. I, I just don't see that, and so I'm I'm not buying into that. I think Roshan Johnson at 94 for a team like the Carolina Panthers is a spectacular place for him to fall, and it could be a uh, could be a very 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 good landing spot for him. Now, at pick number 115, we have Jay Ward, a safety out of LSU. Adam. What do you think about the last three picks, Keon White, Roshan Johnson, and Jay Ward?
1: Uh, Jay Ward.
0: Jay Ward's your best, your favorite pick. Okay. Yep. Take note, Alabama fans. That's an LSU player. Pick number one hundred and thirty-three. Andre Iosivas, a wide receiver out of Princeton. Uh, Adam, what do you think about Andre? Is he going to be a good player for the Panthers?
1: Andre is. Um, I don't know much about players and football so I'm going to say yes
0: okay and then Alex Forsyth and inside the offensive lineman interior offensive lineman from Oregon just just plug holes do what you can fix fix what you can and, and let's move forward all right Adam we're moving on to the New Orleans Saints and then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to speed through this one a little bit okay so daddy's gonna do most of the talking on this one all right deal all right, so at pick number 30, I have the New Orleans Saints taking Drew Sanders. I've said for a couple of podcasts now, uh, you've got DeMario Davis, who's on his way out. He's not going to be able to play forever. you got to replace him. Take Drew Sanders, let him be a guy that is replaceable, and uh, you have something worked out if, if something happens to DeMario Davis. At pick number 41, BJ Ojolari, an edge player out of LSU. The Saints lost a ton of defensive depth in this offseason, and so most of the draft that I did for them was selecting – Defensive players, uh, their first three picks, in fact, were defensive players to try to replace what they lost. 72 overall, they take Gervin Dexter, Sr., an interior defensive lineman out of Florida. Uh, Cam Jordan's contract is up, I believe, after this season, and so there is a lot to be questioned about whether or not he will be re-signed. And so you've got to be prepared. you got to be ready. Pick number 116, I have them taking a running back. Kenny McIntosh from Georgia. Look. Look. Shorter running backs have gotten a bad reputation because DeAndre Swift was supposed to be swift and awesome. Instead, he was swift to get hurt and slow to be on the field. Look, you can't have people doing that and then think that the next guy is going to be drafted very high. So James Cook was not a high selection. He was in the second round, but he hasn't really seen the field. And there's a bunch of people that are acting like James Cook might not even play. Uh, very well for the Buffalo Bills this year and that they might trade up for Bijan Robinson or take Jameer Gibbs. So I think the Saints have a problem with Alvin Kamara being on their team that he's going to essentially need to be let go and the best way to let a player go is draft his replacement. So I have them taking running back Kenny McIntosh. At pick number 148, I have Hi. Jake Hayner, a quarterback out of Fresno State. Listen, wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the world if a need that the Saints had that they thought they'd plugged... They draft the same college quarterback, essentially. They take Jake Hayner, quarterback out of Fresno State. Um, I'm not going to lie. I would love to see that happen because I think it does fit a need. I think it does help your team have a backup quarterback that's not named Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, and you can just kind of relax. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it much. Just relax. Now – Adam of those picks, do you have a favorite?
1: Uh I forgot everything you said.
0: I'm sure that our listeners did too. At pick number 167, they have three picks left at this point. They take Jaden Reed, a wide receiver out of Michigan State. If you're if you're going to get rid of if you're going to get rid of Michael Thomas, then yes, you need to try, probably draft a wide receiver. But I don't know why you would want to draft a wide receiver. At 229, a Chamari Connor, a safety out of Virginia Tech. And then at 259, Jackson Kirkland, offensive tackle, Washington. That is the NFC South. Adam, what did you think?
1: It was um, good.
0: Okay. Well, now we go to the Indianapolis Colts. They are picking at number four. And... They have quite a lot of draft capital. And in fact, if it weren't for the fact that they were at number four, you could almost argue that they would be a, a, a shoe in to move up to number three with as many you know top 100 picks as they have. But here's what we've got. at pick number four, I have them taking will Levis quarterback out of Kentucky. That's what the rumors are currently saying. and so I rode with the rumors. My final round uh, first round mock draft later this week on Thursday may not convey the same message. It depends on what I hear, depends on what I see and what I'm thinking in the moment. But right now, Will Levis at number four to the Colts seems to be what they want, seems to be what he wants, and it gives them the opportunity to kind of even let Gardner Minshew just run with it and see what happens. At pick number 36, I have them taking Julius Brents, cornerback out of Kansas State. Uh, The GM came out and said after they traded away Stephon Gilmore, it was a good move for him and for us. That tells you that it was a better move for them than it was for him because he didn't want to be there anymore and they didn't want to keep him hostage so they'll let him go, but you got to replace that player. Julius Brents, cornerback at Kansas State, might be able to do that for you. Nobody is Stephon Gilmore, but he might give you a fighting chance. At pick number 80, the Indianapolis Colts select Kayshawn Bout, or Boot, wide receiver out of LSU. What are you doing, Adam? There's nothing in there. Not anything for you. He's trying to go into my fridge, in my office, not my house. We feed our kid, okay? Uh, but at pick number 80, they take a wide receiver out of LSU. Alec Pierce is good. Michael Pittman is better. And Kayshawn might just help them with the slot. Pick number 107, Carter Warren, an offensive tackle out of Pitt. Protect what you got. Learn from your mistakes with Andrew Luck. If you're going to take Will Levis, put an offensive tackle in the mix that might be able to be draftable and also startable. Pick number 140, Nick Herbig, an edge player out of Wisconsin. That could be a great pick for them. And it rounds out the last picks that uh, the last pick that I was able to make for them and so the remainder of these are all computer. At pick number 164, they took McClendon Curtis, an interior offensive lineman from Chattanooga. At pick number 178, they take Ivan Pace Jr., a linebacker out of Cincinnati. And at pick 223, they take Devonsha Maxwell, interior defensive lineman of Chattanooga. So that's their second Chattanooga player that the computer selected for them. And then at 238, they take Trey Dean III, a safety out of Florida. Adam, do you think that's a good draft for the Indianapolis Colts?
1: Yes and no.
0: Okay, why why and why not?
1: Well, there's I don't have good reasons. I always don't have good reasons. I'm just nervous cuz 10 minutes ago I just started.
0: Yeah, about 39 minutes ago actually. You've been doing this almost an hour.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: We better hurry, though, because our listeners aren't going to like this, no matter how cute you are. At pick number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, and they take Kalijah Kansi, interior defensive lineman from Pittsburgh. They couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes until he got hurt. That's a problem. You have to fix some of your defensive issues. Get a guy up there that is fast and quick and will make Mahomes have to dance around a little bit, and you just might win a Super Bowl. Right. At pick number 57, they take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Look, I like Jalen. I like him a lot. He scored a lot of touchdowns last year, but I think he can fall in this draft very likely. Me too. And so if Jalen Hyatt is there at 57 and you are the Jacksonville Jaguars and you're not trading that pick, you better snatch him up. There's a lot. Snatch him up. A lot. Now, pick number 89, Jamie Robinson, safety out of Florida State. That's probably their biggest problem is their defensive line, defensive backs, and this gives them a chance to fix that. Pick number 122, based off of the rumors that the Jaguars believe Evan Ingram will sign a long-term deal, uh, I gave them Davis Allen, a tight end out of Clemson. Don't know much about Davis, haven't done a a deep dive on film, but I think it would be something where if you're not going to draft a tight end high, then you can afford to take a, a project in Davis Allen at 122. At pick number 128. This is the last pick that I made for the Jaguars. They take Dylan Horton. An edge player out of TCU, again, you need rotational pieces. You need the ability to put bodies on the field. Pick number 187, Joey Fisher, an offensive tackle out of Shepard. At pick 204, Caleb Chandler, interior offensive lineman out of Louisville. Pick 210, Riley Moss, a cornerback out of Iowa. And pick number 228, Eric Gray, a running back out of Oklahoma. Adam, what do we think about the Jacksonville Jaguars draft? What do we think?
1: It's good, it's good.
0: It's good, it's good. You're fading pretty fast on me, aren't you? Right. Yep, yep.
1: I'm just tired.
0: I am too. So let's get these last two teams done and let's send these people home. At number two, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud. Look, they may not. and my final mock, I might not even give C.J. Stroud to them. But this is what you should do. Because you're not guaranteed to be a top 10 pick next year. Uh, you're not guaranteed to be right back in this scenario without having to do what the Panthers did. But I think this is an op- opportunity for the Houston Texans to be better than what they were last year. Better than what they were. Pick number 12 they take Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. They've got to do this. You've got to protect what you got. You've got to do it. I wish I could put that on a t shirt protect what you got. Pick number 34, they take Will McDonald, the fourth, an edge out of Iowa State. Yes, they could have had Will Anderson, Jr., and yes, that is a problem, and they should have probably done that. But Will McDonald's no slouch, so take what you got. Pick number 66, Cedric Tillman, a wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, This would go well with Nico Collins and um, John Mechie, the wide receiver who had been diagnosed last year with cancer but is expected to make a full recovery and play this season. Pick number 74, you take their second offensive tackle, Wayna Morris, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. And then at pick 105, my last pick for the Houston Texans, they took Alex Austin, a cornerback out of Oregon State. Pick number 163, they take Jared Clark, interior defensive lineman. Pick number 190, Luke Schoonmaker, or Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker maybe, tight end out of Michigan. Pick number 203, Charlie Thomas, linebacker out of Georgia Tech. Pick 205, Evan Hull, running back out of Northwestern. Pick 232, Cameron Mitchell, cornerback out of Northwestern. They went back-to-back Northwestern. Pick number 261, they take Keedrin Smith, cornerback out of Kentucky, which, Adam, it brings us to our last mock draft of the day, the Tennessee Titans. So before we do that, Titans only have six picks. Right. Tell me what you think about what the Houston Texans were able to do. Do they have a good draft? Six
1: picks? I'm not sure about that, so I'm going to say
0: no. Okay, well, the Texans did have quite a bit more picks than six, but I understand. The Tennessee Titans have to do a complete overhaul, a total makeover. How do you start with that? Well, you could start by mortgaging away the future that you already don't have and trading into the top three to select a quarterback that you shouldn't take. And admit that you're a failure of an organization last year and you didn't know how to evaluate quarterback talent. But (laughs) this year will be different because we know how to do it. No, don't do that. At pick number 11, here's how you fix the Tennessee Titans. You have them taking Peter Skoronsky, an offensive tackle out of Northwestern. You come back at pick 42, and you take another offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman out of Florida. You come back at pick 73, and you take a wide receiver, Rasheed Rice, out of SMU. Give the tools, protect the quarterback, make your team look a little bit better, and then reevaluate next season. Then at pick 149, one of my last picks that I made was Robert Bill Jr., an edge player out of Georgia, and you need to be able to fix your defense, your offense, your special teams, your kicking. Everything but your running back needs an overhaul. Well, think about that. Everything but your running back, and Jeffrey Simmons needs an overhaul. Pick number 188, Nesta Jade Silvera, an interior defensive lineman out of Arizona State. And at pick number 230, Aubrey Miller Jr., linebacker out of Jackson State. Adam, we did it. We successfully covered all the rumors of today, and you know what else we did? What? We were able to cover two divisions, eight teams total. So before I let you all go, I want to make sure that you are reminded that we are going to be shifting this podcast away from the Master Feed every day three weeks after the draft.
1: We right. desperately
0: need you to subscribe to our main show if you want right. to continue to listen to our sports content. Adam, would you like to have the final word to say something to our listeners um, You know about your enjoyment of being on the podcast or basically anything what what would you like to say?
1: I loved being on this podcast it was a it was a good thing there was um lot of things that I had to cover but it was nice it was it was good.
0: you think you want to do it again
1: sometime soon.
0: Do you have do you have like more respect for Daddy who does this every day? Is it is it hard? Do you think it's a hard thing to do? Yeah. I enjoyed you being on the podcast. I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was that uh, was good.
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool that yeah. you were on the podcast. Yeah. Well, say yeah. something to all your grandparents and your aunts and uncles because I'm sure they're gonna listen.
1: <laughs> I love here listening,
0: and I'm done. All right. Well. Tomorrow we'll be back with the AFC North and NFC North, but until then, take care.